The Bucks move up to secure offensive line help in round one of a recent mock draft, and it's an absolute steal for the Buccaneers to pull off this move. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. You are Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, man? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts so you always get the latest episodes when they drop. I am James Jarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, joined by my favorite co-host, Mr. David Harrison. You can find his work over at BucksGameDay.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And of course, follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Thanks for making Locked On Bucks first listen or your first view every single day. A recent mock draft from Adam Murphitt of FantasyPros.com has the Bucks making a move up the draft board, but it's not for a quarterback, as some people might have speculated. Uh, if we told you that instead it's to protect the quarterback or quarterbacks that they already have on the roster. Adam has the Bucks trading picks number 19, number 153, and a 2024 third round pick to the Houston Texans in order to get pick number 12 in this year's first round and select Georgia Bulldogs offensive tackle Broderick Jones and James. Uh, considering that this all, I mean, basically we've, we've been down this scenario path uh, before. This essentially assures that Tristan Wirfs will move to the left side and give you one of the best young left tackles in the game. And this gives you a nice young right tackle to potentially become one of the best in the game. It's it's a fairly small price to pay when you really think about protecting the quarterback the way that the Buccaneers now can with what suddenly looks like a, a more better offensive line than what we saw Tom Brady playing behind last. Yeah, no doubt about it. If if this was a legitimate trade offer on the table uh, for the Buccaneers and the Houston Texans to pull off this deal, the Bucs should not only you know pull the trigger or, or offer it or however you want to spin it, but they should also do celebratory dances as Jason Light is on speakerphone with uh, whoever from Houston that he is talking to. Because you're talking about pick 153, where... Yeah, there's the chance that that player could turn into something. You're talking about a third rounder next year, which you have, if you're really that desperate for it, have plenty of time to recoup a third round pick uh, in in next year's draft. But you know, none of these players are are a sure thing. I would say that Broderick Jones is pretty close to being a sure thing to painting out in the NFL and being you know a very very good offensive tackle for whatever team takes him. Yeah, you absolutely make this deal. I, I think it was kind of a great proposal and a, a great pick set up there by Adam over at Fantasy Pros because, yeah, this this is a, while offensive tackle isn't a sexy position, this is the kind of move that can get Buccaneers fans extremely excited the way that they were when the Bucs drafted Tristan Wirfs. Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, I don't know if FanDuel is going to be doing uh, these types of of prop bets for the oh. NFL draft, but if they offer odds for picks being traded, you might want to put money on the number 12 pick belonging to the Houston Texans because 
both of my shows, Locked On Bucks, obviously, and Locked On Commanders, both of them, segment one, we're talking about number 12 being traded to that team. And neither of them was orchestrated by the host of the show. I didn't force a trade. Like, the Commanders, full disclosure, that trade is being presented by an ESPN Houston guy. So there's also an ESPN Houston guy talking about the 12th pick being traded. This one is from Fantasy Pros, completely separated topics. But yeah, that number 12 pick might be on the move. Um, and yeah, if you can get Broderick Jones for that number 12 pick and only give up what the Buccaneers gave up here, uh, then you absolutely do it. Now, this mock draft by Fantasy Pros was a two-rounder. And James, in, in the second round, pick number 50, the Buccaneers come back and they get Michigan Wolverines cornerback DJ Turner uh, at the number 50 position, a nickelback potential to play on the outside, I suppose, but really more of a nickelback. And I actually had a mock draft recently involving the commanders where DJ Turner was one of the picks. And that's why we talked about it because he is a very good, very solid cornerback that we really haven't had a chance to talk to uh, on this show, mostly because he kind of falls in the in-between range of like, we don't really have the ammo or, or the, the reasoning to really reach for him, or he's gone by the time the next pick uh, mm -hmm. comes up that we're making. But also, he doesn't really fit that stereotype Todd Bowles cornerback profile. Yeah, I mean, he's under six feet tall. He's you know, under 180 pounds. But then you take a look at at the NFL next gen stats and, and you can put as much weight on that as you do like, you know, PFF scores or grades or, or however you want to do it. It is a a metric to utilize, but it's not you know, the end all be all right. But this is a guy that, you know, four, two, six speed, uh, 38 and a half inch vertical. His athleticism score on the NFL next gen stats was a 97. So the dude is freakishly athletic. His, his predictive athleticism score was a 76. So he blew away the, the projections for his, his athletic ability. And, could I see the Buccaneers going for a, a player like Turner? Maybe. Uh, as you mentioned, he is a slot corner. That is a position they need to fill. Also, with athletic as he is, he could be semi-versatile, could be able to do some other things that Todd Bowles would want him to do in that defense. But like you mentioned, he doesn't fit that prototype, right? He's a little bit shorter, a little bit lighter, but does his athleticism more than make up for that? It's possible. Um, I mean, there are as far as like corners that we've seen in that range in the second round for the Buccaneers, I would say he's one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It, it's it's so tough to call because is is Bowles going to stray from what he normally does just because this guy is an athletic freak? I don't know. He, he's probably going to stick to the tried and true. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting and it's kind of tricky because, like you said, it doesn't really fit the, the specific mold. But again, when you're looking at this defense, the Buccaneers defense, you kind of have to fill the holes that you have the best way that you possibly can. And, and you might have to kind of sacrifice a little bit of versatility. Now, again, DJ Turner could potentially live outside. You know what I mean? But I think the best NFL translation for him, at least in his first year or two, uh, if not even the third year, is as a slot corner. That's just where his, his skill set naturally fits in an NFL defense. But when you look at the safety position that we've talked about so often, and we're going to talk about later here on today's episode, even do you want Antoine Winfield Jr. Bouncing between being a nickel guy and being a free safety, or do you want to just put him in one spot and let him, uh, for lack of a better term, let him cook where he's, he's really kind of best at, and then bring in a young guy to kind of dedicate to that position so that you can secure up two spots. Because if not, you go draft a free safety. That's great. 
But that free safety is only getting on the field when Antoine Winfield drops down. And even still, he's not as good. So you're degrading your free safety position while you're dropping Antoine Winfield down into the box. Or you draft a guy like DJ Turner, secure the top end of your defense. If your slot guy messes up, yeah, it's bad. But you've got enough people around him and behind him that it shouldn't kill you unless somebody else uh, messes up with him. So I guess that would be kind of my justification. If I was a Buck scout trying to convince Jason Light and Todd Bowles uh, and Bruce Arians to take a swing on this guy, that's probably the argument uh, that I would make. Very little return game experience. He's got like one kickoff return, I think, or maybe two in his career. But he's at that speed. And if you're not going to be like a full-time, full-time guy, then maybe we give you some burn there. Maybe we see we can't make something out of that too, and that kind of adds a little bit of value uh, to that draft pick. Speaking of value for draft picks, this is not the first mock draft trade we're going to talk about today. In fact, we're going to talk about three of them. It is Mock Draft Trade Monday. But next, one of the Bucks fans, a listener, a Locked On Bucks listener, is coming up with his own mock draft trade. So we're going to get to that here next on the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're going to do that thanks to our friends over at Ultimate GM, Ultimate Football GM. You've heard us talk about this mobile game app, and if you've ever thought you'd make a good general manager, then you've got to give this game a try. I really want to get Jason Light to try this game and then come back and tell us kind of how he did. I think that would be really interesting. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty on this game, but when you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team. And you really find out just how hard it can be sometimes to find the right quarterback, the right coaching staff, or both. Sometimes you have a really good quarterback and the coach staff just doesn't fit or vice versa. Personally, I like to live out my trade back approach to the draft because if I don't have a franchise quarterback when I begin, and by the way, when you begin, you have the number one overall pick and there isn't one available at the top of that draft. I stockpile picks. I move back and I build my better roster around the quarterback I do have in preparation for the quarterback I will have. And the best part is I can do it anywhere I want to. One of my kids, James, works at Chuck E. Cheese. There's very little to no signal in that parking lot, but Ultimate Football GM works. Wi-Fi, data, airplane mode, doesn't matter. So I can play it anytime I go there, and I have to wait for them to count out her drawer because that takes a really long time, apparently. Even better, Locked On Bus listeners, you get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's locked on in all caps. So make sure you check it out today. Download the game. Just go to ultimate-gm.com or look it up on your app store. It's ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast first listen or your first view every day. Today's listener mock comes via the Twitter DMs, and it comes from Ricky, which means, Ricky, you are added to the list for our NFL draft giveaway. That will be one or more prizes. TBD. There, there will be things given away. There will be things for monetary value distributed to Buccaneers fans for contributing to the mock drafts. We just haven't figured it out yet, guys. But we, we will eventually figure it out. Either way, Ricky, you are involved in it uh, on Twitter at Destined for Greatness. Um, it is spelled out here on the screen. I'm not going to spell it out uh, audib- audibly because it's a lot of characters. But in this mock draft, James, let's start at the top here. There is a trade down. The Buccaneers traded up from Fantasy Pros. Here they're trading down, moving from 19 to pick number 27. The Buffalo Bills move up to the 19th overall pick. And in exchange, the the Buccaneers also get pick number 59. And in the first round, they select at pick number 27, offensive tackle Darnell Wright. James, what do you think of the trade? What do you think of the, the, the pick? And do we know who the Buffalo Bills took at number 19? I don't know who the Buffalo Bills took at 19. 
I do like the trade. I like it a lot. You move down eight spots. You get a guy who comes in, helps your offensive line. He's probably a day one starter. He's a guy that's been tied to the Buccaneers quite a bit recently. And, you know, this is a team that doesn't have a fourth round pick. We've kind of harped on that all offseason long. But now you're getting an additional second round pick. So you don't have a fourth, but now you got a one, two twos, and a three. I'd rather have the two twos than the one four. So I, I really love this move. It's it's simple. It's easy. Doesn't get all crazy convoluted. It's we're going to move back. You give us a third or a second rounder and everybody walks away. Very, very happy. If I had to guess, I would say the Buffalo moved up for B. John Robinson because running back is a position that the Buffalo Bills forever and always need and continue to ignore. So maybe they wanted to secure that. But no, I, I thought Ricky did a great job right out of the gate helping the offensive line and picking up the additional pick. Yeah, absolutely. Given current rumors here on Sunday, April 2nd, they may be trading up for a wide receiver to replace Stephon Diggs. Um, or oh. Stephon Diggs just likes making fun of things on Twitter and, and causing chaos. Um, moving into day two, number 50, uh, we get Syracuse. That's not correct. That's nope. Illinois safety, Sydney Brown. My apologies to Illinois and to Sydney Brown. Uh, that is my fault completely. Sydney Brown, the safety out of Illinois. Look, they both wear orange. I don't know what to tell you, all right? Um, Sydney Brown comes to the Buccaneers to pick number 50. James, you're going to love that. But he's joined by linebacker Owen Popo out of Auburn and Eli Ricks, the cornerback out of Alabama, going at number 82. That rounds out our day two class. So, James, starting with Sydney Brown from Syracuse, what, what do you think of this? What do you think of day two here? You know, I misspelled Tennessee on the original slide, and we caught that. We did not catch Sydney Brown, Syracuse. You would, I, and 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 here's I so I created the the graphic. I will own that. But James, this is your dude. Yeah, how I did know. you let me I, say he's from Syracuse? How do I not catch that? I think at the at the time was I working on our mock draft? Like I don't know what I was distracted by. There's a lot of multitasking happening, and and you know, look, sometimes the tip of your finger gets cut off while you're multitasking, and that's just how things work. Uh, but hey, you know, we're all human, and uh, I'm sure this provided uh, some humor for uh, our listeners and our viewers on the YouTubes. But no, uh, again, I think Ricky continues to knock this one out of the park. You focus on the weakest part of the offense with the first round pick, and that is the offensive line. Then he comes back day two, and it's defense, defense, defense. Safety, we have talked about it numerous times, is the Buccaneers' number one need. They They need depth at corner. They need a slot corner. And then, uh, you know, you who do you have at linebacker in case Levante or Devin goes down? And that is not it's not like, uh, oh, well, they, you know, you're you're drafting him just in case they go to. Well, they both missed games over the course of the past couple of years. And you've had to have people step up and fill that job, not to mention both of them are in the last year of your contract. So now you're bringing in a guy in Popo that can start to learn the defense can fill in when necessary, but you're almost grooming your future starter. And I think, you know, Auburn has has turned out a lot of really talented defensive players. Uh, so again, I think these are three great picks. Uh, really made the most of that additional pick that he got from Buffalo. Yeah, I agree. I almost don't want to bring this slide up again, but we're going to get to day three here. Let's see if I mess any of these up. We've got offensive lineman Andrew Voorhees out of USC. Uh, one of my favorite running backs in this year's class, Tajay Spears out of Tulane. We've got a BYU wide receiver. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, Florida defensive end, uh, Brenton Cox Jr. and Jake Hayner out of 
Fresno State. James, thoughts on day three? Uh, I'm a huge fan of Andrew Voorhees just because of his last name. Uh, just like if the Buccaneers drafted Michael Mayer, uh, I promised that I would wear a Michael Myers mask. If the Bucks draft Andrew Voorhees, I will wear a Jason mask on this uh, on this podcast for that draft reaction. But no, I'm I'm with you. Uh, Spears is one of my favorite running backs in this class as well. He's almost as good as uh, Syracuse safety Sidney Brown's twin brother Chase. Um, so yeah, I, I think overall this was this was a really really solid draft out of Ricky. Oh right, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. So Ricky. Uh, good job. So we get Darnell Wright in the first round. We've got Illinois safety, Sidney Brown in, in the second round. We've got a linebacker. We got a cornerback, Eli Ricks, that we talked about recently uh, on this program as well. And we know we both really uh, like what he presents to the team as well. Andrew Voorhees is a guy that, I mean, he kind of matches the Bucks MO, right? Injury really is kind of tanking his, his draft stock. Um, we've seen the Buccaneers take chances on guys with injury histories before. Sometimes they work out really well. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they start off to work out really well, and then other things happen, and it doesn't fit. Uh, Tajay Spears at number 175, to me, is probably the biggest steal of this entire class, and I really do legitimately believe that he becomes a very, very nice complement to what uh, Rashad White does in the backfield. Yeah, and for our audio listeners that are not looking at the uh, now amended graphic on YouTube, the BYU wide receiver that was taken at 179 was Puka Nakua. Uh, it is, it is actually pronounced the way that it is basically spelled there. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, Ricky, very well done. If the bucks had this kind of draft, I think a lot of our listeners and viewers would end up rather happy, but let's see how happy they are. David, after you and I make mm. a pretty bold move, we are going to do our own mock draft where we trade up and secure not one, but two starters in the first round of the draft that is coming up next here on locked on bucks wrap things up here on a trade up trade down mock draft monday edition of locked on bucks podcast and yes we had fantasy pros with the bucks trading up we got ricky with the bucks trading down but David, we had already talked about on Friday's live episode. Also, subscribe to YouTube so you get notified uh, when we go live on YouTube on Fridays. And then you can join in on the live chat because we have a lot of fun in there. Uh, shout out Daytona Dad. Uh, we, you know, we had discussed that we were going to trade up uh, or what the Bucks could do if we traded up. So we did a mock draft through PFN's mock draft simulator. And with the way things started out, we really didn't have a desire to move up from 19. It's not like there was really anybody slipping or anybody that were like, we really need to make sure that we mortgage a lot to go get this guy. So we just sat there at number 19 where we took Alabama safety, Brian Branch. And again, that's a, a player that a lot of Bucks fans are going to be excited to hear about. But then we saw another first round target slipping down the board. So we made a move to get back into the first round. We gave up picks 50 and a 2024 second round pick in order to get pick 31 and pick 95 from the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs. And with, with pick 31, we got Tennessee offensive tackle Darnell Wright. So two immediate starters, 
Both get fifth-year options, which is going to be great for the cap situation for the Buccaneers. And it really didn't cost the Buccaneers a whole heck of a lot. I, I really like the move that we made there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not happy with my performance on this episode. First, I misspell, or I didn't misspell. I just misidentified the <laughs> school that Cindy Brown went to, and then I put up this slide way too early for their YouTube viewers. I'm sorry. It's anyway, okay. it's okay. Um, this is like two out of the three last weeks, where or three last three weeks I've had the case on the Mondays on Sunday. Um, yeah, look, Brian Branch. I mean, hands down, the best safety in this year's class, right? So to get him yeah. at number 19, and look, there there were some conversations. At like 15, 16, we're like, okay, maybe, but you know, just what you're gonna give up. Like this team has too many holes to fill uh to, to really do that. So if you're talking about moving from 19, I think you need to talk about moving back. But if you're not gonna move back from 19, moving up to get another blue chip type player uh that we always like to talk about on the show is is certainly uh and a good option. And obviously we know that Darnell Wright, there's been a lot of smoke around his name uh in Tampa Bay Buccaneers mock drafts so certainly some some value there and then again you move uh tristan worse to the left side but moving into day two pick number 82 pick number 95 we get running back devon h and texas a&m to come in and be that number two running back behind rashad white and he's not my favorite guy that tajay spears is but tajay spears is my favorite guy one because of his talent two because of the guy that he is and three because i have a very good friend who speaks very highly of him and you know so i i kind of take that word uh for what it's worth there so but devon h Certainly talented in his own right. Potential to be a kickoff returner if the Buccaneers decide to try to put put him out there and compete for that position. But then we also come back, uh, pick number 95, James, and we get Joe Tipman, offensive lineman out of Wisconsin, who has to be one of the more tougher road grader type uh, offensive linemen at this point in the NFL draft. Yeah, and all in all, you, you address some needs, you address some depth. And I think that's kind of what the Buccaneers are going to be looking to do it looking to do in the first two days of the draft. And like I mentioned, it, you know, when we were talking about Ricky's mock draft, the Bucks have a first, they have a second, they have a third, they don't have a fourth. Now, what you and I created was two firsts, no second, two thirds. I, I mean, I personally would rather have the two first, two thirds than just a one and a two and three and no four. You're still getting four picks in the first three or in the first two days, you're getting four picks in the top 100 and you're essentially going to end up with two guys that you assume are going to be day one starters and hopefully long-term starters, a, a rotational guy that is going to complement your RB1 and depth that can turn into a starter. We still don't really fully know the guard situation for the Buccaneers, again, we assume Robert Hainsey is going to be a starting guard. You assume that Aaron Stinney is going to win that job, but what if Stinney isn't the player that he was now post-injury? You have another guy that can slide in there, and if Hainsey's a starting guard, God forbid Ryan Jensen go down. Now you have a guy that was the starting center for Wisconsin. He can step in into that role, so you have versatile depth along the offensive line with a guy that can uh, eventually become a starter, and all in all, you know, we we've gone through three mock drafts now, two where we trade up, one where we trade back, and all in all, I think all of them ended up being very good mock drafts for the Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I don't want to pat ourselves too much on the back, but I do. I think all three mock drafts were pretty solid uh, in this one. Two of those three are not ours, so we're more patting other people on the back than we are ourselves. Uh, oh, yeah. The thing with Joe Tipman, like you said, I mean, with the guard position, you know, you hope that Aaron Sinney 
uh, can return to like Super Bowlish form where he wasn't necessarily a consistent starter. Then either Hainsey is, is going to be a question mark. Uh, Gedeke is certainly going to be a question mark. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Tipman, you, you put him in the mix there to maybe compete for a guard spot. And then uh, Ryan Jensen, you know, you don't want to talk too much about it in the future, but next year he's entering, he, he's entering the second to last year of his contract. Next year will be his contract year. Uh, and then he's a potential free agent in 2025 with an $11 million dead cap hit coming to the Buccaneers. If that happens, if he, if he leaves, that is there's an $11 million cap hit um, coming in 2025 for, for Ryan Jensen. But again, you don't know what's going to happen there with Ryan. You don't know what's not going to happen with Ryan, but having Joe Tipman, look, if 2025 comes, Ryan Jensen is still your center. Hopefully Joe Tipman is an established guard uh, on your team. And maybe with Aaron Stinney or Lou Gedeke or whoever, Robert Haynes, whoever works out there on the other side. And like you mentioned, you get, you get a good, second running back. I mean, I think you got four impact players here, and that's really what you want to do is come out of rounds one through four with four impact players. Just because two of them came in round one, two came in round three, it's still a successful draft. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's, it's a good one, and I think that we did a good job of staying in the realm of reality. Yeah, and, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners and viewers will be shocked, not surprised, shocked to know that you and I passed on Hendon Hooker in order to draft yeah. H A chain at the running back position. Hendon yep. Hooker ends up with the Green Bay Packers, which to me was slightly hilarious, but also a little bit heartbreaking. But you and I have been staunch supporters of Hendon Hooker in the third round. We had our shot. We let him go. But in the Look, end, there will be another great Florida Gators quarterback to come out someday. I'm going to say instead, we got a guy that will have an impact on the team in 2023 and beyond rather than a guy that you're drafting at that number 82 spot who is basically going to redshirt for a year and will will provide absolutely no help and no impact on your team whatsoever. As much as we love Hendon Hooker, focused on guys that can help the team immediately, not a guy that could potentially, hopefully, probably become your franchise quarterback in the future. You can address quarterback next year if the baker trask experiment blows up in everybody's face and you know then we're talking about kayla williams starting around halloween yeah absolutely utah quarterback kayla williams all right with that you, i've made that joke twice now i said Hendon hooker was a florida gators quarterback yep and you missed it and i just said kayla williams was a utah quarterback and you missed it yep well syracuse Fighting Illini legend, Sidney Brown. <laughs> Let us know what you thought of our mock draft, of Ricky's mock draft, and uh, of all the mock drafts discussed, the strategies discussed on this episode, of course, in the YouTube comments, as well as by emailing us at Podcast at gmail.com. But with that, we are going to bid you all a fair adieu, and we want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day. Now make your second lesson locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes from free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked on NFL Scouting with the draft dudes wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. David will be back tomorrow because I have to do that hockey dad thing, but I'm sure you guys can help him out with topics, questions, ideas, thoughts, concerns, hopes, fears, dreams. Also, uh, you know, razzing him for the whole Syracuse thing. 
uh, do so by reaching out at LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com as well as the DMs on Twitter at LockedOnBucks. Check out everything that David is doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out my work at BucksNation.com. Follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.